as symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Turn it on and rip the knob off. Guys, and welcome back to the Wrestling Memory Grenade, now at episode 98, and I am feeling great. I am your host, guys, Ray Russell here, to bring you more of the 1987 WWF Project, and this week, we continue on with the month of October in 1987 in that World Wrestling Federation. Now, remember, we've already done two episodes of October here in 87. We kick things off with the first week of TV. It covered Superstars Wrestling Challenge. And the following week, Primetime Wrestling, remember now on Thursday nights, for now. And we also covered the October 3rd edition of Saturday Night's Main Event. And then last week, we took a look into the October news, as well as house show results. Lots of cool things going on right now at those house shows. And we're going to continue on this week and look at two more weeks of October WWF TV, including the fallout from Saturday Night's Main Event, the issues between the Hockey Tonk Man and the Macho Man Randy Savage, as well as Hulk Hogan. He may be in trouble, guys, because it appears Andre the Giant has returned in time for the upcoming Survivor Series pay-per-view. Going to talk a whole lot about Survivor Series here today. But before we get to all of that, just a friendly reminder that you can listen to the Wrestling Memory Grenade and our sister shows like Monday Warfare, The Battles Within. It's Raw vs. Nitro as we break down the entire weekly episodic story that was the Monday Night War right now in the summer of 96 the NWO has formed Hulk Hogan has turned to the dark side as he has once again recaptured that WCW World Heavyweight title as part of the Hog Wild pay-per-view as we head into SummerSlam for 1996. You can also listen to our regional wrestling podcast where we talk the territories, guys. Guaranteed 100% territory talk there on the show each and every time out. Right now, got two projects going on as part of regional wrestling including 1981 Georgia Championship Wrestling with guest co-host Jamie Ward, also doing Mid-South, a.k.a. the UWF, in 1986 with guest co-host Roman Gomez. Fun times going on all the time over there at the Regional Wrestling Podcast. And you can listen to all of those shows, including the Wrestling Memory Grenade and more, as part of the WrestleCopia Podcast Network, located over at WrestleCopia.com. That's WrestleCopia.com and anywhere. Your podcast streaming needs are met from Apple to Spotify, Google, and beyond. Also, be sure to follow me on social media, guys. Follow me on Twitter at Wrestling Grenade. That's at R-A-S-S-L-I-N Grenade. Also, follow and like me at Facebook.com slash Wrestling Grenade. Follow me on social media for all the latest goings on here at the WrestleCopia Podcast Network. And I'm also constantly adding old school video clips and pictures from throughout wrestling history. And while you're at it, be sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can find me there at youtube.com slash wrestling grenade, uploading new footage all the time over there on YouTube. And at this time, I want to give a special thank you to all of the loyal listeners of the WrestleCopia brand. And of course, the patrons out there as well, who've enabled me to keep this network up and running for all to enjoy. Speaking of which, 
If you enjoy all the work I do here on the podcast network and want to help out by enabling me to continue all the great shows here on the WrestleCopia brand, well, guys, I hate to do this, but I've got an annual audio and video editing software bill due here very soon. In fact, next week. And believe me when I tell you, it ain't cheap. So if you like the sound quality here and everything I do on the shows, that said, now would be a fantabulous time to become a WrestleCopia patron. And you can find me there at patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. That address again, patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. Multiple tiers to choose from, but I only ask you guys to give it a try at that $5 all-access tier. Includes all of my insanely detailed show notes. I'm talking pages upon pages of show notes for every episode of The Grenade, Monday Warfare, and the Regional Wrestling Podcast. Plus, you'll get early access to many of the podcasts here on WrestleCopia. You can listen days, sometimes as much as a week earlier than the rest of the listeners. But that's not all, guys. You also get remastered versions of the earliest episodes of The Grenade covering the 1989 NWA project. Includes enhanced sound quality and new content and conversations. Originally edited out of the initial broadcast due to time restraints, edited right back into the show. But that's still not all. You'll also get digital downloads for your viewing and reading pleasure. Got plenty more of those coming here this week, guys, so hang tight to my patrons. And of course, you also get our Patreon-exclusive watch-along series, covering many past WWF and WCW pay-per-views, Coliseum videos, Saturday Night's Main events, Clash of the Champions, and so much more. Plus, random bonus video drops, newspaper clippings, you never know what I'm going to add next. And you get all of that for the low, low price of just $5. No subscription. Cancel any time. Please help show your support. Give it a try for just a month. I think you like all of the content that I offer, and every penny of it, guys, goes right back here into paying the bills at the WrestleCopia Podcast Network. So please, if you have a few bucks to spare, you're looking to support a, a podcast brand that not only informs but also entertains, please consider making it WrestleCopia. And if you can, help me pay some of these bills to keep the WrestleCopia Podcast Network up and running for the months and the years to come. And now with all of that out of the way, time to jump back into October of 1987. Here this week, we're going to kick things off here in the World Wrestling Federation with the October 10th edition of the Superstars of Wrestling. And here we go, Superstars of Wrestling, October the 10th, taped back September 15th, Peoria, Illinois, at the Civic Center. I do believe this is the last hour of tapings here in Peoria, as we see Vince McMahon, Jesse Ventura, Bruno Sammartino on commentary, gonna kick things off with the feature matchup. It's The Rock, Don Morocco, taking on Ace Cowboy, Bob Orton. Former partners collide, finally here on TV, as the heated Morocco can't wait for introductions attacking the Cowboy with a double-leg takedown, and the brawl is on as they roll around on the mat to kick things off here on Superstars this week. Morocco, though, quickly sending Orton through the ropes and out to the floor, even driving him into the ring post. But as the Cowboy recovers, once again back inside, it's this time it's Orton who manages to do the same thing, sending the Rock to the outside. Orton going to follow Morocco out there, but winds up getting posted, and then Orton rammed into the steps as well. 
for good measure here. As the Cowboy rolls back inside, Morocco up on the apron. The Rock going to try to suplex Orton out to the floor. Yeah, like I buy that's happening. Instead, it is the Cowboy reversing the suplex, suplexing Morocco back into the ring. And Orton tries to rock back, uses his legs to cradle up Morocco. But Morocco uses his own legs to cradle back on top of Orton. So he turns it into a cradle pin of his own and gets the win in just two minutes and 16 seconds. Shows you what they thought of this feud at this point. Don Morocco just jacked to the gills here, sweating and breathing hard after a two-minute matchup, but a solid crowd response for the position on the card that The Rock has right now. Meanwhile, Bob Orton all but gone from the company after losing this one. And before we get going, guys, we're going to do things just a little differently here this week for TV. You see, a lot of these sound bites were taken from primetime, but primetime generally aired a lot of recapping from the weekend's event from Superstars and Wrestling Challenge. So a lot of the upcoming sound bites you're going to hear of promos and updates, special reports, things of that nature were taken from primetime. But I'm going to use them here on Challenge and Superstars this week on the Grenade. And so what I did was I decided to leave in the commentary between Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan as well about those segments. So I ask you guys to stay tuned. So if you hear Bobby and Gorilla with some banter after some of these promos, before some of these special reports, things like that, you know they're coming from primetime. But I had to leave them in. Really good stuff here. Good banter between Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. Just wanted to note that right out of the gate. As we roll on, it's time for a special interview up on the platform. It's Craig DeGeorge standing by with manager Bobby the Brain Heenan and his eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant. Stick with me, guys. It's kind of a lengthy promo here from the Brain, but I'll meet you guys on the other side. First, the manager, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and the eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant. You know, you can make all the noise you want, but if you're smart, you better listen to what I have to say. This man right here, Andre the Giant, he has not stepped in to a wrestling ring since WrestleMania 3, since he was robbed, and I mean robbed, in the Pontiac Silverdome before the largest crowd in the history of professional sports. Why was he robbed? Because of poor officiating and because of the likes of one man, Hulk Hogan. But what I'm getting down to is he has told me time and time again he would not step into a wrestling ring unless he could get into the ring with the world's heavyweight champion, Hulk Hogan. And I told him, the day will come when I make sure that the next time you enter a ring, you will be standing in that ring and you'll be looking across at the big, tough Hulk Hogan. Well, the day has come. And the day will be Thanksgiving night of this year. And they're calling it the Survivor Series. And what it boils down to is an elimination tag team match. Now, Thanksgiving night, Hogan, I don't care who you have in your corner and your ring as tag team partner. You've got superstar Billy Graham. You've got Ken the ex-con Patera. 
you've got Bam Bam Bigelow. And you've also got Paul, Mr. Wonderful Orndorff. And along with yourself, the heavyweight champion of the world, you think you've got enough backup to survive. Wrong, dummy. Because you know who we got. We've got the natural Butch Reed. We've got close to 480 pounds, the one-man gang, the newest member of the Bobby Heenan family, the greatest athletic physique in the world, ravishing Rick Rude. And if that's not enough, also close to 480 pounds, King Kong Bundy. And leading this team on Thanksgiving night, leading this match, the Survivor Series, will be this man, the eighth wonder of the world, the uncrowned heavyweight champion, Andre the Giant. What I want Hogan to understand is, during this elimination match, when they're dropping left and right, and they're going out over here and over there, it's gonna happen. This man here is going to put those giant hands around your neck, Hogan, around your neck, and he's going to squeeze and squeeze and squeeze. Because, Turkey, you better have thanks. Thank your lucky stars that you're the world champion. Because this man, as far as I'm concerned, and everybody's concerned, is going to get his hands on you and he is going to literally rip you apart. Tommy, before you go, I can't let you go without perhaps getting a comment from Andre on this Survivor Series. You know what? I'm very glad they called that the Survivor Series. I'm going to tell you why. Because Andre the Giant doesn't take Survivors. Because Andre the Giant will be the survivor. And I promise you that again. Thanksgiving night. Witness the Survivor Series. Well, let me, let me just explain something to the folks at home, Brain. During that lengthy dissertation that you gave, you gave the connotation that in the Survivor Series with the two teams involved, that it was guys would be going out over the top to be eliminated. That's not, in fact, there's four ways to be eliminated. Pinfalls, countouts, submissions, and? Disqualifications. That's right. What I meant was when Andre gets in the ring, they'll be jumping out, running for the exits. I got you. You have to make it very explicit to these people. They're not that... Uh, Let's go to Outback. Right. And there it was, Bobby Heenan saying that Andre the Giant has sat out since WrestleMania three after being screwed in his WWF title match against the champion Hulk Hogan. Andre vowed not to return to the ring until he could be across that ring from Hulk Hogan once again. And that opportunity has finally arrived at the Survivor Series. It's Team Andre versus Team Hulk Hogan, brother. And somehow it took five minutes for Bobby Heenan to get there. I wrote, woof. Kind of a lengthy promo there. It really went nowhere for quite a long time. And I'm a little shocked considering it was Bobby Heenan doing the talking, but clearly that was the narrative and the time that they gave him to go out there and fill. But there you have it, guys. The first confirmed match 
on syndicated TV with the announcement of the main event of the Survivor Series. Now, we do know back on the 8th of October on Primetime Wrestling, Gorilla Monsoon broke down the entire card, but does it really happen until we get to these syndicated shows at this point? I don't know. But one match confirmed here on Superstars thus far, the main event, Team Hogan taking on Team Andre. As we head back to the ring for Strike Force, Tito Santana and Rick Martel taking on Tiger Chung Lee and Barry Horowitz. Strike Force now with the Girls in Cars theme here as their entrance music, as we get an insert promo from Bobby the Brain Heenan and its Islanders, who state they will take on Strike Force anytime, any place. Clearly, the Islanders not afraid of the baby faces here. And I love that confident approach by these heels. They're not running and hiding. They say, bring it on, Strike Force. And as the action gets going here, it's Rick Martel with a Hurricane Rana early on on Tiger Chung Lee, looking crisp at everything he does, is Rick Martel. And then it's Tito Santana tagging in for some arm work on Barry Horowitz, because Tito. The heels, though, get a brief bit of offense thanks to Chung Lee and a cheap shot, but Martel gets the tag in and goes Bonzo Gonzo on both of his opponents. Then it's a tag back to Tito, and Rick Martel going to whip Barry Horowitz into one rope. Tito Santana come running off the other side into a flying forearm on Barry Horowitz. Santana going to pick up the win, 3 minutes and 36 seconds. And Tito's upper body, very noticeably different, underwent quite a noticeable change here as of late. Looking much bigger is Santana. You want to push? You're going to have to look the part, pal. What does that mean, Vince? Figure it out. As we go on, more action sees the King Harley Race, also Bobby Heenan out here once more, taking on Arthur Washington as we get an insert promo from the King as he compares himself to all of the other wrestlers in the WWF. It's like comparing royalty to the commoners. So Harley, not a fan of the everyday man. And yes, guys, this is indeed the same Mr. Washington, Harley's opponent, Arthur Washington, the same Washington whom the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase paid off to wrestle for him, and then he wound up losing to Chris Curtis, of all people. So wrestling the king here doesn't bode well for Mr. Washington. And yep, Harley Race, the extremely quick win, nails a drop kick, a power slam, and it's the cradle suplex, no bridge, going to get Harley the win in a mere 37 seconds. Not getting paid by the hour. One of the fastest matches on... God's green earth. As we go on, it's Demolition, Axe, and Smash out here. Mr. Fuji in their corner taking on Mario Mancini and Van Van Horn. Nope, didn't stutter. As Demolition now with the Rick Derringer version of their song, Demolition, the lyrics now added to that theme. As both Jesse Ventura and Vince McMahon state that they love the song on commentary. No comment from Bruno, however. As we get an insert promo here from Mr. Fuji, he asks, why play pile driver video when they can play demolition video? Boysan, patience, Master Fuge. It's a coming. As for the action here, it's demolish and destroy. First on Mancini, then on Van Horn. And the demolition decapitation puts Van Horn away. Two minutes and 31 seconds. As we're off to a special Thanksgiving reminder. Thanksgiving night, the World Wrestling Federation presents a special live pay-per-view event. Witness the Survivor Series. The most spectacular lineup in wrestling history will make this November 26th, Thanksgiving night, a night to remember. Hulk Hogan's team is led by the world's heavyweight champion himself. On Thanksgiving night, the WWE... 
is having their first Survivor Series. Andre the Giant, your team versus mine. One by one, they'll be eliminated until it's just you and me together. Hulk's teammates are Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, Bam Bam Bigelow, superstar Billy Graham, and the former Olympian Ken Patera. The opposition features Andre the Giant. Andre's team includes Ravishing Rick Rude, One Man Gang, King Kong Bundy, plus the natural Butch Reed. See the Survivor Series this Thanksgiving night. Well, that sort of painted the picture very vividly, did it not, of those two particular teams involved in that match, but there are three other big matches as well. Only 10 guys they show. There's 40 more... Uh, 40 more wrestlers, wrestlers involved in the other three matches, of course. Yes, indeed, guys. The Survivor Series coming to the Richfield Coliseum just outside of Cleveland, Ohio. The inaugural Survivor Series event taking place here in 1987. Thanksgiving night, and I can't wait. And at this point in the show, we get the Pile Driver music video followed by a recap of the recent events on Saturday night's main event between the Macho Man Randy Savage and the Honky Tonk Man. We're going to talk a lot more about that as this episode of The Grenade goes on, so we're going to move on for right now. Going to close out this edition of Superstars with a six-man tag team matchup. The Doctor of Style Slick going to lead in his trio of the one-man gang, the natural Butch Reed, and Nikolai Volkov, taking on the triad of Siviafi, Lance Allen, and Jack no, no, that's Jake, the milkman Milliman in there. You can't fool me. But no Jive Soul Bro yet. We've heard Demolition. We've heard Girls in Cars. No Jive Soul Bro yet. Going to make a spectacular debut when it arrives. Which, spoiler alert, guys, is right here on this edition of The Grenade. But no Jive Soul Bro yet, so kind of a bummer. I wanted to see Nikolai come out and do that little dance. That would have been something else, guys. We do get an insert promo here from the Doctor of Style, though. He says he's happy to have all of his men in a match all at the same time. First time it's ever happened. And boy, I can't wait for them to add Boris Zukov to this equation. As Nikolai with the Russian national anthem before the matchup, and then the heel's going to dominate from there. Well, Sibiafi does get a couple shots in on Butch Reed, but not much to mention there. And then the one-man gang going to drop Milliman with the Gord Buster to score the win for the heel team. Two minutes, 37 seconds. And that's going to wrap up this edition of Superstars quick and to the point. Coming out of that Saturday night's main event, heading into the Survivor Series, they actually spent one of the segments that may have been a match using it for that five-minute promo between Andre and Bobby Heenan to sell the pay-per-view. So the show's going to seem a little shorter here this week as we roll on to Wrestling Challenge for October the 11th, 1987. Right, guys, and away we go. Wrestling Challenge, October the 11th, taped back September 16th, Rockford, Illinois at the Metro Center. It's Bobby the Brain Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon on commentary. As we take off to the ring, Strike Force once again here this weekend, this time taking on Terry Gibbs and Iron Mike Sharp as its uh, basic formula here with the baby faces handling the fairly capable heel duo. Martel with a cartwheel right around Mike Sharp in a backdrop attempt, but no sign of an injury on Tito Santana, they point out on commentary after those dastardly Islanders beatdown on Tito over at the Spanish announce table just a week or two ago. 
And then on the other side of things, Terry Gibbs appears to be trimming down here just a little bit. And the heels with some cheap tactics allowing Sharp and Gibbs to take over briefly on Rick Martell. But Mike Sharp going to miss a big elbow drop. And it's hot tag time to Tito Santana. Is Martell going to dropkick Terry Gibbs from the ring? Santana blasting Sharp with the flying forearm. Picking up the win for Strike Force, 3 minutes and 36 seconds. And I just had a conversation about Strike Force here on Twitter not too long ago. There was a poll up asking who made the better team. Was it Strike Force or the Can Am Connection? Now, I said that fundamentally, no doubt about it, Strike Force leaps and bounds better than the Can Am Connection. But the Can Ams, they offered a young, fresh face in Tom Zank, a new feel here in the WWF. They tried new moves in the ring. Actual double-team moves, by the way. We don't really see that a lot between Martell and Santana. The Can-Ams were more over. Even if Strikeforce makes the better quote-unquote wrestling team, if that makes sense, the Can-Ams, they were just more over with the fans. If you go back and actually watch, you can't deny their overness. But as we roll on here with Challenge, it's time for a special report with Craig DeGeorge going to talk about Kim Patera as his cast is coming off. Patera. Oh, we're going to jail, huh? Hello, everyone. Most people would give in, say they've had enough, call it quits. After all, the sign says dead end. But for Ken Patera, well, it appears to be nothing more than a day at the office. Mr. Comeback has done it again, while the Heenan family didn't again. They've tortured him with four-on-one situations, hit him with belts, left him with welts, and now the latest, a ruptured tendon in Patera's arm. But the cast is now off, and the former Olympian is back with a vengeance. The arm has been out of the cast for a few days now, and it's just a matter of weeks before I get back in the ring, Weasel. And to my resolve, it's going to be eliminating you and the rest of the Weasel family one by one. All right, a man with a mission. That would be some task, but why not? If you're going to dish out the cheap shots, you better be prepared to receive, because as Ken Patera says, it is only a matter of time. With this special report, I'm Craig DeGeorge. Weasel whacking time. That's my, maybe one of the new cuts on the next... Uh, when it's Weasel Whack on the next. <laughs> See, there he was. No cast. Oh, the yeah, cast he's been removed. The tendon is all healed. He's ready. Talk's cheap. Real cheap. Talk is cheap because uh, in the next few moments, we're going to go through a very lengthy dissertation by you and Andre the Giant. Well, there it was. Kenny Patera is returning to the ring. The cast is off. And as of right now, Patera's still gunning for the Bobby Heenan family. So it's going to be weasel whacking time did you catch that lead in gorilla says we're off to kim patera and then bobby heenan responds oh we're off to prison i wrote lol just those little things from the brain and we didn't get it on superstars but we're gonna get it here on wrestling challenge slick promo prior to the upcoming matchup featuring the natural butch reed slick going to hype his song on the pile driver album as slick proclaims there's a song on there that he not only recorded but he also wrote it's called Jive Soul Bro, which the Doctor of Style states just happened to be written for the natural Butch Reed. So every time you see Reed from here on out, he's going to be coming to the ring to brand new theme music. Oh yeah, and here it is. Jive Soul Bro. I told her quite a story, said I love her forevermore. But the 
trouble is a tale, the same old story to every girl that walks through the door. This is a slick star talking at your honey. Okay, so it's clear Slick did record this version of Jive Soul Bro, but this was actually a remake of a song from the early 80s called Jive Old Foe. Don't believe me? You can go back and check it out on my YouTube. But just a quick sample here from Captain Chameleon. It's Jive Old Foe. Prepare to have your mind blown. There it is. So the Jive Soul Bro, the natural butchery with Slick in his corner, taking on Leaping Lanny Poffo. And right away, we get an insert promo from the superstar, Billy Graham, still feuding with the natural. Graham gunning for Butch Reed as Bobby Heenan says that Graham, he also has a new song. It's called Bald Soul Bro. Well, sounded more funny coming out of Bobby's mouth. So it's Reed taking on Lanny Poffo, but where's the poem about Jive Soul Bro? 
Finally, something worth reciting a poem about, but nothing here. So Lanny really sinking down the charts, first jobbing to Barry Horowitz on recent house shows, now doesn't even get his poem in. As the natural tries to attack Poffo, Lanny out of the way and he's going to take over briefly, but the natural comes right back, dropkicking Poffo to the outside out to the floor, where he slams Lanny down and then driving him back first into the steel ring post. And then once back inside Butchery, going up top with a double axe handle, but Poffo catches him coming and Lanny going to take back over, blasting him with a back elbow. But as Poffo comes running off the ropes with a crossbody, he's caught by the natural, Butchery dropping Poffo across the top rope which is followed by a jumping lariat and the press slam. Monsoon taking exception to the fact that it was referred to as a gorilla press slam here by Bobby Heenan. Nevertheless, the press slam going to get Reed the win in just two minutes and 12 seconds as we're off to Mean Gene Oakland for the first time here this week. Mean Gene standing by with, we haven't heard from him in quite a while, it's Billy Jack Haynes. All right, I want to bring in one of the great superstars of the World Wrestling Federation, he hails from Portland, Oregon. Big man, he's got a devastating Bull Nelson. He certainly made his mark on this, this great organization. Come on in, Billy Jack Haynes. Billy Jack, if there's any such thing as a people person in a sport that requires so much one-on-one -on -one competition, certainly the fans throughout the World Wrestling Federation are a source of inspiration for you. Pete, uh, before uh, I got into professional wrestling, to be very truthful, you know, I had a lot of hard times, a lot of hard luck, and uh, pro wrestling has done everything for me, and uh, I'll never turn my back on the fans. I'll tell you that right now. Well, as I say, they are certainly a source of inspiration for you. Billy Jack, let's take a look at, at the level, high level of competition in the World Wrestling Federation today. So many things are happening. You've got the hearts as the tag team champions. Hulk Hogan, of course, a great, and I think you will agree with me, heavyweight champion of the world. The Honky Tonk Man is the Intercontinental Champion. He's rather controversial, but we've got a lot of controversial people in this organization. Uh, me and Gene, the World Wrestling Federation, I, I've been here uh, almost a year and a half, and I've been professional wrestling about five and a half years, and I have never in my life, the World Wrestling Federation, these guys uh, benching five, six hundred pounds, 450, 480, there's not probably a man in the WWF that doesn't do under 400 pounds on the bench. It's a respectable organization, the top of the line. I'm very honored to be here, Gene. Very honored. And uh, I don't mind telling you, in addition to the tremendous strength, the great physiques that you see, you also see some very, very talented people with, with God-given talent and that talent that they've developed on their own. Uh, guys, for instance, the Macho Man, he's got flies here like a bird, just for example. Uh, hey, I'll tell you what, I'm honored to be in the WWF. I appreciate all the beautiful people in the fan support. So Billy Jack, he loves the fans. Gene Oakland referring to him as a people person, of all things. Just a very generic promo in general. Billy Jack putting over the company, the talent. But Haynes, nowhere to be found on that Survivor Series card. Not even in that junkyard dog spot on Team Macho Man. What could have possibly gone wrong with the run here of Billy Jack Haynes? Never mind. As at this point in the show, we get another Survivor Series vignette. And then it's back to the ring for Bam Bam Bigelow. Sir Oliver Humperdinck in his corner. He's going to take on Shadow Number 2. Remember last week, the Bammer defeated Shadow Number 1, Jose Luis Rivera? Well, this week, it's Shadow Number 2, a.k.a. Moondog Rex. But he doesn't come alone. No, no. Shadow Number 2 accompanied to the ring this week by Shadow Number 1. And straight away, we get an insert promo from the one-man gang. Now, in the past, Bigelow has admitted that gang was big, but he wasn't exactly bad. Not as bad as Bam Bam, anyway. Now it's the gang's turn. Admitting that Bammer, he's a bad dude, but comparing them to size, to the one-man gang, Bigelow, not so big. 
And as the action gets going, as I stated, we saw the Bammer beat Shadow Luis Rivera last week. This week it is Moondog Shadow Rex. And the Bammer dominates the action, leading to the Shadows pulling the old switcheroo. But Bigelow quickly with a standing dropkick sends the illegal Shadow number one back to the floor. So it's the legal Shadow, once again, Shadow number two, back inside. And the referee absolutely saw this switch, but I guess it doesn't really matter here. As Shadow number two driven down into the mat, and then it's the bombs away. That slingshot splash from the apron. Going to give Bigelow the win in just one minute and 18 seconds. And then immediately post-match, Shadow number one attacking Bigelow. But both masked men sit out to the floor pretty quickly with a pair of shoulder tackles as Bigelow continues to dominate the competition. And I love them having Bammer take out an underneath tag team here all on his own. Looked like a monster in there. As we head back to Mean Gene once more, this time he's standing by with Mr. USA himself, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Tough guy. All right, stay tuned for more exciting World Wrestling Federation action. A little uh, lesson in geography, if you will. In the great state of New York, that state capital being Albany, just another 35, 40 miles north of there, tremendous little community called Glens Falls, New York. It happens to be the home of my next guest, with quite a background indeed, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, welcome back. And by the way, let me point out, you've had yourself quite a career in sports at the amateur and the professional level. You played with SMU at the collegiate level, then you took a cut in pay and went to the Atlanta Falcons. Now you're in the World Wrestling Federation, and i got to believe, just taking a look at you, you're one happy man. Well, I'm great. I'm glad to be here. Feels great. Make old Hacksaw Jim Duggan feel good. And I tell you what, there's all kinds of competition. I walk in, there's nothing but big men, nothing but strong men. But I tell you what, there's something inside Hacksaw Jim Duggan that keeps me going. Because a lot of times I get banged up, I get beat up, I see the building going around, I see some stars, and I say, geez, am I in the right business? But then I can start hearing those people out there. And they start chanting, Dugan, Dugan. And old Hacksaw Jim Duggan starts to get a little bit excited, start to fire up. The hair starts standing up on the back of my neck. The two by four starts swinging, and some people get beat up. Now, one name I'd like to bring up, because actually it's, a, it's an old feud here in the World Wrestling Federation. That big commie, oops, did I say commie? Right. I didn't. That big Russian, Nikolai Volkov, still seems to be a thorn in your side. A thorn in my side? You ain't kidding. I can't seem to get it out. But I tell you what. Sooner or later, old Volkoff and me, we're going to settle it one way or the other. I'm not taking away from him. He's a tough guy, but you're going down. Tough guy. Oh, I like him a lot. Very colorful. He is full of energy, and he is a high-powered superstar of the World Wrestling Federation. He is Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I'll tell you. Gene making a joke right up front. He points out that Jim Duggan once played for SMU, but then he took a pay cut to go pro. I wrote LOL. You see the joke being, guys. You're not supposed to be paid when you play in college, but sometimes, well, I think you can figure out the rest of the joke there. As uh, Hacksaw says, he loves when the fans chant, Dugan, Dugan. Wait a minute, I thought that was Duggan with two Gs, tough guy. As they bring up the name of Nikolai Volkov, I cringed. Duggan admitting that Volkov has been a thorn in his side before. Luckily for us, bigger things ahead for old Hacksaw. Ho! Up next, it's a replay of Matilda's How Much Is That Doggy in the Window video. Can't wait till we move past that. And then it's back to the ring for the Islanders with Bobby the Brain Heenan in their corner, taking on the duo of Mario Mancini and Mike Richards. 
As Heenan at ringside, we get Lush as Johnny V joining commentary here for one of his final times. And we get an insert promo once again from Hacksaw Duggan, of all people. With Hacksaw back around, attacks like the Islanders did on Santana won't be happening anymore. Tough guy. Seems like odd placement on the show, a Duggan promo during an Islanders match. But Hacksaw putting that entire Heenan family on notice here. And that makes a little more sense, given what's coming here very shortly. As the Islanders first destroy Mancini, and then it's Richard's turn. Bobby Heenan even getting on the house mic, asking the crowd to give it up for the Islanders. Gets him a round of boos. As Haku with the thrust kick, and Tama off the top rope with the big splash. Going to get the Islanders to win. Match goes four minutes and six seconds, and it's good to see the Islanders using that splash for the finisher, that top rope Tama splash that they used when they were baby faces, rather than that stereo jumping headbutt deal which just felt like a, a maybe what they call nowadays a signature move or a setup move. I, I guess them thinking the Superfly Splash is a babyface move could be true, but it's also a far better finisher. And Tama, he can get some height on that move. Made it look great. As the show continues on, more talk of the Survivor Series. Up on the platform, Craig DeGeorge standing by for another special interview, this time with the manager, Jimmy Hart, and his tag team champion, Heart Foundation. The past few weeks, we have been hearing an awful lot about a new concept in professional wrestling. It's called the Survivor Series, and it will be occurring on this Thanksgiving night. Now, it will be done elimination style with a team format in both the tag team and singles divisions. And there will be a number of elimination matches, including one that everyone is talking about. That one will pit Andre the Giants team against the world heavyweight champion Hulk Hogan's team. Now also, there will be a tag team division, and with that in mind, I'd like to introduce you to my guest at this time, manager of Out of the South, Jimmy Hart, and the world tag team champions, Brett the Hitman Hart, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, the Hart Foundation. And I know you are looking forward to Thanksgiving evening, the Survivor Series, and a great tag team competition. Let me tell you something, Daddy. We're so excited because we want to prove to everybody that we are the very best because you see in the Survival Series, baby, we are the top team. There's no doubt about it. You've got the Rougeos. You've got the Killer Bees. You've got the Demolition, the Islanders. You've got the British Bulldogs. But we're going to come out on top, right, baby? Shut up! The Strike Force. What kind of survivors are these guys? May the Force not be with you. (laughs) Ha, And then we have, we've got the Islanders. <laughs> They're just playing dumb. <laughs> How many times do we got to beat the Bees? How many times do we got to beat the Bulldogs? We've beaten all these guys. We're the best there is, and there's nothing better. This is the best way to prove it, because we're going to survive. We are the survivors. <laughs> we are certainly talking about the best. No question about it in a tag team competition. Us, right? You're talking yes, about us, the yes. best, right here. Well, I'm, I'm, right here, baby. We right are here. the survivors, baby. <laughs> We are the world tag team champions, and in my opinion, we are the best. But this is going to be our biggest test. Plus, outside the rings, you're going to have some of the greatest minds in professional wrestling. Besides the mouth of the South, you've got Mr. Fuji. You've got Bobby the Brain Heenan. But we're going to be ready to prove to everybody that we're number one, baby. Looking forward to it, the Survivor Series, this Thanksgiving evening. You ask him, don't ask me. Well, here it is, October. There's dissension in the ranks already. Well, see, didn't you just hear Yeah, he he took a shot. He said the Islanders are just... 
Well, Stupid. of course, he's the world's tag team champions. They don't want to be friends with anybody. They can't be. They can't afford to depend on anybody. They have to depend on themselves. But remember, I told you ego was going to come into it. Certainly Mr. is. Mr. Nightheart and Mr. Hart, when you're in trouble, we just might not be there to help you. I tell you what, in this kind of elimination tag team match where if one partner loses, the other one has to leave, you better know what you're doing out there, and you better have some friends. And that pipsqueak Jimmy Hart better stay out of my picture, we'll too. We'll be back. So they talked a big upcoming 20-man survival tag match at Survivor Series. The Hart Foundation began to run down their opponents. When I don't know if you guys caught that, but the Anvil ripping the Islanders, who are part of the Hart Foundation's team. So the Anvil clearly having one of those days. I guess he never got the memo that the Islanders have been heels for months now, calling them just plain dumb. And then, of course, we heard as this as I actually took this soundbite from primetime, Bobby Heenan responding, playing it off as the Hart Foundation's ego. And he says, when the Hearts are in trouble, maybe the Islanders, maybe they just won't help. Even referring to Jimmy Hart as a pipsqueak, if he caught it there at the end, a punk as well. So really fun dissension. And I love how Bobby Heenan played off Anvil's mistake there in the promo, which somehow still made air. So another match confirmed here on syndicated TV, 20 men in the ring. 10 tag teams at the Survivor Series. As once again, here on Challenge, it's the Savage Honky Tonk Man Saturday Night Main Event Highlight covering the entire 30-minute ordeal. And this segment going to eat up what would have been another squash match here on Wrestling Challenge. So we'll roll on with the show. Going to close things out this week with Killer Khan in the ring, managed by Mr. Fuji, taking on Chris Zarna. And you guys know the drill by now. Thrust kick by Khan, followed by the Green Mist a backbreaker, and a diving knee drop. Now only from the middle rope, going to give Killer Khan the win. One minute and 34 seconds. We're going to wrap up this edition of Challenge. Going to head back to Mean Gene one more time for a quick promo, I promise, with the fabulous Rougeau Brothers. You know, we have been talking tag teams here on the World Wrestling Federation, and a name that invariably comes up in conversation, the names of my two guests at this time. They come from a great, great wrestling family. They are from Montreal, Quebec, and Canada. They are one of the greatest tag teams in the entire world today. Raymond, come on in, along with Brother Jacques. Gentlemen, I can't tell you how much talk there is about tag team competition in the World Wrestling Federation. And Jacques, the great, great tag teams that we see here right now. I've gone through the names. You know who they are, but ultimately, I know you and your brother want one thing, the tag team titles. Well, you know, it's a long road, Mean Gene, and if... If we didn't really know it, we're really starting to find out. It's a long road, but my brother and I are not going to give up. You know, there's something else I'd like to mention, too, while I'm at it, Mean Gene, talking about tag team. We had a lot of three against threes lately, and that was a very pleasant match for us, my brother and I, because we learn how to protect ourselves even more, because the more people that are in the ring, the harder it is, and we've had a lot of good partners, and hopefully someday we'll have Hulk Hogan as a partner. That'd be fun. So another random and generic promo here. They talk about being in six-man tag team matches and what it can do for you. Uh, they'd love to team with Hulk Hogan. That'd be fun. But for that money, who wouldn't? And an abrupt ending makes a quick promo, but I ain't complaining, as we roll on to primetime wrestling for October the 15th, hosted by Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan.
As stated, it is prime time, October the 15th. Gorilla and Bobby going to host once more. We're going to change things up. I did play several sound bites from this prime time already as part of Superstars and Wrestling Challenge. So we're a little light here in this segment. So we're going to kick things off right away. Head back to Mean Gene once more. This time he's standing by with the natural Butch Reed. All right, here in the World Wrestling Federation, there is a man that desperately wants to meet Hulk Hogan for the world's heavyweight title. But I think he's got a little work to do before he can ever have an opportunity to meet the world champion. Natural Butch Reed from Kansas City. Come on in. Butch Reed, I say you've got a little work to do before you can meet the heavyweight champion of the world. That work involves superstar Billy Graham, himself a former world heavyweight champion. I've been standing in the midst for a long time, waiting on the shot of the big man. But now it's another big man that wants to come on the scene and try to make his way to the top. Well, let me tell you something, Graham. There's only room for one at the top, and Butch Reed is happens to be standing in the top contender's level. And now you want to come and horn me out. It don't work like that, Billy, because let me tell you something, sucker. I got two or three things on you. First of all, I got youth, I got body, I got knowledge. And I got enough meanness. I got enough ferociousness and viciousness in me to take you out one more time. I don't care about your hip. That's a miraculous recovery you made. I like it. But somewhere down the line, Billy Graham, you're going to wish that you would have stayed at home with your wife and your kids and take care of your home and looking out over the sunset in the evening time, smoking a pipe. Because Butch Reed is out to do business with you, boy. Somewhere down the line, I'm going below the belt, wherever it happens. And then I'm going to give you a present that I want to give you. A present is a wheelchair, a two-wheel Cadillac, a stroll road, and a dressing room. All right. Uh, thank you. He is the natural Butch Reed, and we're going to be right back. Natural has a lot of things going on. He'd love a title shot with Hulk Hogan, but Billy Graham's still standing in his way. It was a miraculous recovery. He'll give Graham that much. But Reed is the new breed. As primetime continues on, just a couple more sound bites here in this segment of the show. We're leading into a matchup involving Leaping Lanny Poffo taking on Barry Horowitz as we get one of those random mentions of the Terry Garvin School of Self-Defense. Barry Horowitz, newcomer here to the World Wrestling Federation, making uh, quite a name for himself <clears throat> of late. He's young, he's fast, he's aggressive. Was he talk uh, that he might even team up with uh, Steve Lombardi. Yeah, we talked about that earlier on. That's where I heard. Was he a member of the uh, Terry Garvin uh, School of whatever Self it was, self-defense? Uh, I'm not sure. He's had a lot of graduates. He's, I know he has. We're going to join this match in progress uh, as we go to ringside. Barry Horowitz against Leaping Lanny Poffo, the Poet Laureate. Let's go to ringside. So they talk about Horowitz. He may wind up teaming with Steve Lombardi, both members of the Terry Garvin School of Self-Defense here as they say that Terry, he has a lot of graduates. I wrote LOL. So the implications at times made almost on the weekly about Terry Garvin and what he may or may not have done. And me as a teenager, this seemed all funny to me, but now it's just downright disgusting. How that guy was never prosecuted for anything? I don't know. By the way, guys, Barry Horowitz versus Lanny Poffo? Horowitz wins! Horowitz wins! Horowitz wins! And Lanny Poffo? reaches new lows. As we head off to the outro here of Primetime Wrestling this week, Gorilla Monsoon going to trick Bobby Heenan 
into revealing his plan for the upcoming Survivor Series. Well, folks, that wraps it up once again for another week here on Primetime. And what I was trying to get at, Brain, was that in your mind, in your devious mind, I, I'm sure that you already considered this. That is, you know, if one, if in that elimination tag, if, if one team has the momentum and one of your guys is in trouble, knowing that the other side has the momentum, they might be a little bit reluctant about tagging their own partner, knowing that should they go in and get eliminated, they, the whole team is eliminated. Okay, I'm, my strategy is this. Anytime any member of my family's in there, if you can tag out, don't tag one of our families. Don't tag one tag of Tag somebody partners. else. Let them get worn down. Let them, wait a minute, what am I doing? You're going to go rat this to everybody. <laughs> You're probably wired. (laughs) Wired. You're going to go tell this. I know you're going to go tell it to Hogan and everybody else and La Bamba and uh, Lucky Pierre and all the guys. What have I done now? The news will be out rather shortly. I'm going to wish Cynthia Jean a happy uh, 5-0. Happy 50th, Cynthia. 40. 50th, whatever. See you all next week. So Gorilla tricking Bobby into revealing his plan for his men to survive at the Survivor Series. Heenan gives it up here on TV but more worried about Gorilla going back and, and informing guys like Hulk Hogan and Lucky Pierre and La Bamba, a.k.a. the Strike Force. Not going to lie, this many years later, those, those nicknames still make me laugh. A couple of exclusives here this week on Primetime as well, including the Wild Samoan Sika defeating Special Delivery Jones with the Samoan Drop. Commentary for that one, Bruce Pritchard, Mike McGurk, and Jimmy Hart. That Sika SD match taped back September 15th in Peoria at the Civic Center. Also taped in Peoria on September the 15th, it was George the Animal Steel here in in an exclusive over Brian Costello, the animal going to get the win with the flying hammer lock in just a minute and a half. Commentary for that one, Pritchard, McGurk, and Oliver Humperdinck. Seriously, guys, you got to go back to the Peacock, the WWE Network, check some of these out. As we roll on to the following week of television, Superstars of Wrestling, October the 17th, new set of tapings, taped recently October the 6th, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the Mecca with Vince McMahon, Jesse Ventura, Bruno here on commentary. It's Brutus the Barber Beefcake in the ring taking on Van Van Horn as the barber wearing his barber schmock during the intro. But as he pulls it off, he reveals underneath a more familiar getup, a cut-up ring jacket and cut-up matching tights. Very cool as he continues to evolve and the female fans really screaming for Brutus Beefcake here this week. And Brudai also wearing a crazy amount of tassels around his boots. Glad he got rid of those as Beefer controls the matchup with ease here. Going to lock in the sleeper and pick up the win. Three minutes and 17 seconds. And then Brudai does some strutting and some cutting. In fact, he cuts the mullet tail off of Mr. Van Horn. As we roll on up on the platform, special interview. Craig did George standing by with the WWF champion, Hulk Hogan. Survivor says it all, man. Survival is the theme for the WWE. And nobody else but myself knows it better. For four long years, man, I've been out in that combat zone surviving, man. And it wasn't just a wrestling match every night. Every night, they came for the World Wrestling Federation heavyweight title. Every night, they went for the jugular vein, man. And Survival Series is just exactly what this is. Oh yeah, I survived WrestleMania 3, as controversial as it was. But now in the Survival Series, with Team Elimination, Andre the Giants team against my team of Hulkamaniacs. One by one, one by one, they'll be eliminated. And I can tell you this, 
Ever since WrestleMania 3, I've heard a day and night about Andre the Giant that you didn't press him all the way over your head. But I can tell you one thing. I survived WrestleMania 3. I get a decision, a three count in WrestleMania 3. And now Andre the Giant, his team, the whole master plan is to get at me, to get back, to dethrone me. But in the Survival Series, I can promise you one thing. I'm a survivor. That's the code name around here. And I'm better at it than anybody. And Andre the Giant, in this Survival Series, we shall meet eye to eye. We shall lock up. And all I got to say is I will survive. He's ready. Yeah, he's ready to rip off some old rotten T-shirt, but he's not ready to rip off Andre the Giant, I'll guarantee you that. Might not get that opportunity. I understand Andre's going to be hiding a lot in that match. What would happen if Bam Bam's eliminated? Orndorff's eliminated? Maybe Patera? Everybody else is gone by this time. So Hogan finds himself in there. The object is elimination. I know, but let's say he finds himself in there all by himself. So I'm going to tell the people, we're not going to get rid of Hogan first. No, nah, no. Nah. We don't even want him in there first. We want him to stand on that apron. It's up to him who starts first. Well, he's not going to start. You know that. He's going to pick one of his stooges to go out there and start. So one by one, they're going to fall. Take a look at the world's champions team. Hulk Hogan, number one. And he's got a lot of power behind him as well. I don't know whether the you know, weight Paul advantage Orndorf. is going to be that effective, Brian. Oh, it will be. See, Orndorff, he's embarrassed anyway because of what Rick Rude did to him. He's not going to want to start. Patera's not going to want to start because he's an ex-con. Superstar what Billy What has that got to do with starting anything? If you stick around, I'll tell you. Then you got Bam Bam Bigelow, the guy draws on himself. I mean, Hogan, he didn't go out and select the greatest team in the world. He picked up what was left. He went out to one of those dumpsters out back with the WWE. Throws their garbage. He started picking out Superstar Graham. Well, he started picking out Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. I'm not upset one guy you had in your loss. I'm not the kind of guy that just rambled on and on and talked about nothing. We'll I'm be back with a big guy from Portland. There it is. Hulk Hogan talking the Survival Series, dude. And he says it at least three times in this promo, so you know it wasn't just a slip of the tongue. Get your pay-per-view name straight, brother. As Hulk states, he has survived as champion for four years now just like he survived at WrestleMania 3 and Andre the Giant. And his team will once again survive at the Survival Series. And I love the post-promo talk there on Primetime Wrestling. Gorilla says, Hulk Hogan is ready. Bobby Heenan responds, yeah, ready to rip a rotten old t-shirt off. I wrote LOL. Heenan stating that Team Andre plans to save Hulk Hogan for last. Eliminate everyone else first. And then five-on-one against the WWF champion. They also talk who might start the matchup. And when Gorilla gets to Patera, Bobby says, well, he won't start because he's an ex-con. What does that have to do with anything, Brain? I wrote LOL again. Just some good lines here from Bobby Heenan. As Superstars rolls on, it's the new dream team. Dino Bravo, Greg Valentine, Luscious Johnny V in their corner, taking on the team of Special Delivery Jones and Rick Gantner. As we get an insert promo here during the Dream Team matchup from the Killer Bees, talking the Survivor Series. Will they wear their masks at the pay-per-view? That's none of our beeswax. And to the action we go, SD Jones gets the better of the Dream Team early on, but a tag to Gantner, and he gets laid out by a Dino Bravo back suplex. And then from there, Bravo going to drop him with the side suplex. Valentine in to drop the hammer, the big elbow drop, before locking in the figure four on Gantner, 
Going to get the submission win for the Dream Team, 2 minutes and 59 seconds. And at this point in the show, guys, Vince McMahon announces that George Steele was scheduled for action today, but he will not be competing, as it appears the animal too upset to step in the ring after what happened to Miss Elizabeth at Saturday night's main event. Continuity, guys, even with George Steele. I love it, but poor George. Seems like a natural match for TV now. Steele versus Honky Tonk? Though we've seen it a couple times already on primetime. And on second thought, now that I know that I've seen it before, we don't need to see that again. But what we will see here is Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, managed by Oliver Humperdinck, going to take on Chris Curtis. Another week, another wonderful match, but also another appearance from Bobby Heenan and Rick Rude. They've returned again up on the interview platform this week in order to distract Mr. Wonderful and perhaps show him up. Rick Rude removing his robe, posing for the fans while Orndorff tries to concentrate on the matchup. And it is the pile driver on Curtis. Going to give Orndorff the win two minutes and one second. And then post-match, Rick Rude continuing to flex and pose up on the stage. But Orndorff begins to pose right back to a monster ovation. Fans still love them. Some Mr. Wonderful. As Jesse Ventura, like the heel that he is, refers to Paul Orndorff as a egomaniac. So when Rude was doing it, it was okay. But now that Orndorff doing it back, what an ego. I'm Mr. Wonderful. And Rick Root getting some solid heel heat here, and Orndorff getting some solid pops as well on the babyface side, as the Ravishing One again loses that impromptu pose down, if you will, and the heels leave the stage. Orndorff one-upping Rick Root once again here this week. As up next, we're going to get a quick promo from the WWF Women's Champion, the Sensational Sherry. Let's take you now to Sensational Sherry. They say it was a major upset, Moolah, when I beat you for the title in Houston, Texas. It was no major upset. It was destiny because of the fact people expect sensational things from me. Our paths will cross again in the Survivor Series Thanksgiving night. Then we'll find out how much of an upset that it was. They say it was an upset when Sherry Martell dethroned the fabulous Moolah for the women's title. Well, at the Survivor Series... Sherry will prove it was no upset. As the women's division has finally evolved, with the likes of Sherry Martell, Velvet McIntyre, the Glamour Girls, and of course the Jumping Bomb Angels. Thank God. Action rolls on here with the Islanders, Haku and Tama, managed by Bobby Heenan out there with them, taking on Jim Evans and Tony Parks. And as you might suspect, Evan gets eaten alive to begin with, and then Parks in, who is just completely mauled. Haku with a big clothesline and an even nastier thrust kick to the jaw of Parks, which Vince simply refers to as, what a maneuver. Then from there, Haku power slams, setting Parks up for the Thomas Splash off the top rope, and the Islanders get the quick win, two minutes and 10 seconds. And one of the biggest unexpected pleasures of the 1987 project for me has been just how good the heel Islanders are. Now, I remember enjoying their stuff, but they have been off the charts in the ring since they've become heels. Absolutely love their stuff. And then from there, we get a quick Strike Force promo, which sets us up for the Robbie Dupree Girls in Cars music video. And I know you guys can't see it here on the grenade, but Robbie Dupree standing on a beach playing a guitar. Ah, <sighs> the 1980s in all their glory. 
<sighs> to be a kid again. As we roll on, we get a PSA here. Public service announcement from Outback Jack. Let's see what the old Outback has to say. G'day, this is Outback Jack. Kids, I've got to, got to tell you about something. I've got to tell you about a thing that's as dangerous as a crocodile. Drugs. Now, I've got to tell you, drugs are like a big croc, mate. It's along in the water there. They'll bite your legs off, they'll kill you. Stay away from them, mate. They'll swallow your whole. Look after your mates, support one another, and stay away from drugs. Say absolutely, positively no to drugs. And look after yourselves. Because you're the future for the rest of the world. Say no to drugs. And there it was. Don't do drugs, mate. They're as dangerous as a crocodile. Well, no worries, Outback. I'll stay away. As up next, we're off to a very special report. Now, they showed the highlights last week. We're going to do it again here this week, this time in special report form, with Craig DeGeorge narrating over top of the entire storyline from Saturday night's main event two weeks ago, Hockey Talk Man versus the Macho Man Randy Savage for that Intercontinental title. Of course, Jimmy Hart getting knocked out, the Hart Foundation getting involved in the match, causing the intentional DQ, allowing Hockey Talk to retain that IC belt. Meanwhile, the triple team on Savage, Elizabeth jumping in, getting thrown down by Hockey Talk. Elizabeth heading for the back. Is she running away? No, we'll find out. It's a lot more than that. But first, Hockey driving the guitar down over top of the head of Randy Savage. But Elizabeth returns, and she's not alone. She brings with her WWF champion Hulk Hogan, Savage and Hogan, clearing the ring, and then it happens. The mania meeting the madness and the formation of the mega powers. The madness beating the mania. What a moment. But despite that historic result, the disqualified but still champion Honky Talk Man says he was the standout in the match. <laughs> tell him, Honky, tell him. I've proved two things. I've proved that I'm the greatest intercontinental heavyweight champion of all time, and I've proved that I'll do anything to keep this belt around the waist where it rightfully belongs. And if anybody gets in my way, anybody, that means you, Elizabeth. If you think you got hurt last time when I shoved you down... You just try stepping in front of me again and you'll get hurt a lot worse. And as far as you macho man, I don't think you heard my tune like it needs to be played. I'm going to play it for you one more time. Well, something good did come out of that. But I suppose that you condone the action of the honky-tonk man in shoving Elizabeth down and hurting her. I don't believe you should uh, abuse a woman. Of course you shouldn't abuse a woman. But if she sticks her nose in somebody's business and things just because she's got a short skirt and some fake eyelashes on, she's immune from punishment. Uh-uh. This is professional wrestling. There's no room in it for women. Period. Now, if she wants to fold his socks and his trunks in the dressing room and make sure he's got clean soap, that's fine. You come around ringside, sweetheart, something's going to happen, and it did. Big deal. She's got a bruise on her tough. Well, you, you know a great deal about that because you get slapped around every time you go out there. I- Doggy Donk Man stating that he's going to play a tune one more time over the head of the Macho Man. And Elizabeth, look out. If she gets involved again next time, it's going to be worse. Bold statements there from the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, the Hockey Tonk Man. Excellent job here by DeGeorge. And we'll hear that soundbite before we finish up here this week on The Grenade. But one more matchup here this week on Superstars. Bam Bam Bigelow with Oliver Humperdinck taking on Rick Renslow. And Bigelow already made the cover of the latest edition of the WWF magazine. And even people like Jesse Ventura and Bobby Heenan want to know, whose palm did this guy grease to have gotten himself on the cover of a WWF magazine after only being in the company well, just a month or two? Good question. It can take months, even years to get on that cover. Bam Bam Bigelow does it in just a matter of weeks. Says a lot for their plans 
for the Beast from the East. As we get a pre-match cartwheel here from Bigelow before Bammert dominating the action, lands another standing dropkick here this week, and the slingshot splash from the apron back inside. Going to give Bigelow the win here over Rinslow in just 55 seconds. As we close out this edition of Superstars, we once again see Miss Elizabeth standing by her man at Saturday night's main event. What a lady. And then from there, it's Wrestling Challenge, October the 18th. Tape back October 7th, Green Bay, Wisconsin, at the Veterans War Memorial. Bobby Heenan, Gorilla Monsoon on commentary as we take off to the ring to see the British Bulldogs, Davy Boy Smith and the Dynamite Kid, go up against Brian Costello and Crippler Rip Oliver. And right away, we get an insert promo from the New Dream Team, another team in that Survivor Series matchup. But the big news here is that the Bulldogs are back, including Matilda, out there on a pedestal now, and Bobby Heenan not happy with a dog at ringside. Hmm, planting a little seed there, are we, Bobby? As Dynamite Kid, he was out for a couple months, finally rehabbing that broken back that he suffered all the way back in December of 1986. And even Davy Boy, he was just out a few weeks as well after he separated shoulder during a matchup with Hercules back in the Boston Garden last month. Also here in the match, we see Portland Mainstay. That's Crippler Rip Oliver used on TV here in an enhancement role. And Davy Boy right out of the gate showing no signs of injury as he comes in 100 miles an hour, executing a nice crucifix on Crippler and dropping him with a press slam. And Rip Oliver, no small man. And the Crippler even taking over here on Dynamite Kit and looks good doing so, but finally makes the mistake of tagging to Brian Costello, who gets in a few shots, but soon enough, the Bulldog's back in control. And it's Davy Boy with the running power slam. And then from there, Smith pressing partner Dynamite Kit up into the air, launching Dynamite for a diving headbutt onto Costello. British Bulldogs scoring the win, four minutes and six seconds. Well, Dynamite is not the Dynamite of old, but he's absolutely moving much better than before he left to finally rehab that back. And I don't know if he should be back in the ring at this point, but he still looks much better and much more mobile than before. From there, we get a very odd fill-in special report by Craig DeGeorge here, who talks Jake the Snake Roberts, his patented DDT finisher, as well as Damien the Snake, and Jake's psychology in the ring. So I guess this was the WWE's way of keeping Jake fresh in our minds while he's away, suspended. And I don't know what this is really all about, but quickest report I've ever seen as we head back to the ring for the one-man gang with Slick in his corner taking on Rick Gantner. And Rick Gantner, for those who don't know, went on to become a fellow by the name of Bull Payne. He was also one half of the Texas Hangman, who were certainly PWI magazine darlings. They competed in the AWA, Herb Abrams, UWF. We even saw Bull Payne recreate or sell the rights to the Texas Hangman gimmick because, yes, we even saw a pair of Texas Hangmen in late 90s WCW as well. But here in 1987, he's just old Rick Gantner. And he's taken on the gang, so I don't like his odds here. And we get an insert promo from Oliver Humperdink, who says that Bam Bam Bigelow is hot on the one-man gang's trail. So clearly now, this is definitely more than just random insert promos from Bigelow and the gang. Looks like we can look forward to the battle of the big men coming soon. As the announcers talk the Survivor Series main event all throughout this matchup, which does involve the one-man gang. And speaking of the gang, just mauling Gantner here, sending him upside down for a nasty corner bump before the Gord Buster ends it here. Gang going to score the win, 2 minutes and 25 seconds. As we're off to Mean Gene Oakland now, guys, he's standing by this time with Tito Santana and Rick Martel, Strike Force. 
All right, I know a lot of fans around the world are looking forward to the big one in suburban Cleveland, Ohio, on Thanksgiving night, November the 26th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, folks around the country, around the world, are going to have an opportunity to see that one way or the other. The Survivor Series 50. 50 World Wrestling Federation superstars involved in this gigantic extravaganza. Rick Martel, Tito Santana, gentlemen, come on in. You're going to be involved in this tag team elimination as part of the Survivor Series. And Rick, the Hearts, Islanders, Valentine, Bravo, Zukov, and Volkov, the demolition to oppose the Bulldogs, Paul Roma, Jimmy Powers, Rujos, Killer Bees, and you and Tito Santana. Yes, Gene, you know, it's really a Thanksgiving night for us because, you know, to be part of such a big event, you know, you have the 10 best tag team in the world. So you know that if you win, if you survive this match, you know, you have a lot to prove there, you know, and uh, you have our work cut out for the strike force, but we're ready for it, and we're ready to survive that match. And we'll be, we'll walk out of there winner, right, partner? Well, I'll tell you what, Tito Santetta, you and Tito have got your, your work cut out for you. Let me point out, in this tag team elimination with two five-man teams, 10 teams total, once your partner is eliminated, the other man has to go back to the locker room and leave the ringside area as well. That's exactly right, Minjin. You know, for that reason, we have to fight even harder and concentrate on surviving. We are very happy to be part of this. It's going to be a big, big thing for professional wrestling, Thanksgiving night. You know, we have never been in a, a match like this, Minjin. Never been one like it. Never been one like it. At the end, it could be the strike force against three other teams. It could be a, a strike force against five other teams. The thing is, we have to survive, and that's what we're going to do, baby. All right, Strike Force, one of ten teams in the tag team elimination Survivor Series on Thanksgiving night. And there it is, Strike Force talking the Survivor Series, the team captains of the Babyface 20-man tag team matchup. And then back to the ring here on Wrestling Challenge for a matchup involving Hacksaw Jim Duggan taking on Barry Horowitz. And we get an insert promo here from old Duggan talking the Survivor Series. He says, gobble, gobble. And Survivor, Survivor. Apparently, Hacksaw Duggan is going to be a Survivor at the Survivor Series. Tough guy. Meanwhile, in the ring, it's the wind-up power slam, setting up the three-point stance and the clothesline, giving Duggan the win, one minute and 43 seconds. As the show continues on, another promo queued up. This time, Minjin standing by with Ken Patera. All right, I don't care where I go these days. People are absolutely buzzing. They're talking about the Survivor Series that is going to happen live on Thanksgiving night, November the 26th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time at the Richfield Coliseum. It's a phenomenal facility just outside of Cleveland, Ohio. 20 of the greatest World Wrestling Federation superstars all under one roof for one phenomenal event. And by the way... You're going to see 10 top tag teams, 10 of the very best tag teams in a tag team elimination matchup as part of the Survivor Series. 10 women, two five-member teams. One will be captained by Sensational Sherry, the ladies' champion. The other one will be captained by the fabulous Mula, the longtime ladies' champion. Ken Patera, come on in. Join me, Ken Patera. Match number one, two 10-man elimination bouts. You've got Andre the Giant captaining the one-man gang, King Kong Bundy, the natural Butch Reed, and, of course, ravishing Rick Rude. On your team, Captain Hulk Hogan, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, superstar Billy Graham, Bam Bam Bigelow, and yourself. That's right. You know, it's going to be a confrontation of the Titans. Everybody said that I was going to be eliminated from the World Wrestling Federation, just like Bobby the Brain Heenan promised them. Well, Heenan, he almost got the job done, but I've been cleared by the World Wrestling Federation officials to be back. 
And I'm going to tell you, I have an okay to wear this orthopedic brace indefinitely. That's right, indefinitely. And everybody can see. Very well padded. It's a protective brace that's very well padded according to the rules and regulations of the World Wrestling Federation. And I'm going to tell you, the team I'm on, I'm going to make a prediction right now. I feel that we have the best men and we're all going to work in accordance and we're going to take the tournament. All right, Survivor Series Thanksgiving night. Plan to join us on November 26th. And it's even more Survivor Series talk here as Kenny sporting an arm brace for this particular promo. The weasel whacker, if you will, but Kim Batera headed to the Survivor Series as part of that main event team of Hulk Hogan. This challenge rolls on. We get the pile driver music video once again as we learn the video cassette of many of the songs. We're going to see a lot of music videos there. The video cassette version of the pile driver album going to be released on November the 4th. So save up your money, guys. Sure to be a collector's item. Then from there, we get another special interview up on the platform, a different one than before. Craig DeGeorge going to interview Andre the Giant and Bobby Heenan once more. We already heard a version from Superstars. Not going to do this to you guys again twice on the same episode of The Grenade. But if you thought Andre was ready at WrestleMania 3, Bobby Heenan says, well, Andre even more ready for the Survivor Series. So the Andre Hogan feud is clearly back in gear. As we're off to special report, and Craig DeGeorge, and this time I have a soundbite for you guys. DeGeorge going to narrate us through that entire storyline between the Mega Powers and the Honky Tonk Man from Saturday Night's Main Event, and at the end, a fun little promo from Randy Savage. Hello, everyone. It is the dominating story right now in the World Wrestling Federation. Whether you're in the streets, listening to the fans in the arena, or down in the wrestler's dressing room, doesn't matter. The topic is the same. They are all talking about the goings-on for the intercontinental title between the champ, the honky-tonk man, and the challenger, the former champ, Macho Man Randy Savage. And now, courtesy of Saturday night's main event, we will pick out a series of highlights from that major happening in Hershey, PA, and try to sort it all out for you. Early in the match, hockey's manager Jimmy Hart made his personal game plan quite evident. The mouth of the South wanted to get involved in any way he could, but his interference and pursuit of Elizabeth would turn out to be a big mistake. Yeah. Under the bottom rope. Now he's got it under the bottom rope. The Macho Man has Jimmy Hart by the hair. Now the referee should be disqualifying the Macho Man for this. I don't believe so. The Macho Man winds up. He's going to let him. Nice. That's it. What a cheap shot. The man weighs 130 pounds. And this big, tough Macho Man levels one on the Look at him. Look at that. He's out cold. So Jimmy Hart now had something in common with opponents of boxing champ Mike Tyson. That is the experience of being knocked out. The Colonel's tag team champs, the Hart Foundation, got involved to act on behalf of their KO'd manager. At the same time, Honky Tonk turned his interest from inside the ring and Savage to outside the ring and the Macho Man's manager, the lovely Elizabeth. By this time, the Hart Foundation figured they had done enough watching. Now it was time to use some of that world tag team strength. And Honky Tonk decided it was time to get the dust off that old guitar of his. But it was also time for courage from someone who perhaps just caught your eye for beauty. Savage down out to the outside. He's climbing up to the top rope. Savage may drop the elbow. He leaps. Yes! A new champion to be proud. Brett. Is that Brett Hart? Yes, Hitman Hart. Brett Hart in there. The angle, Jim Neidhart. The referee has signaled the time, giving the ring the bell. A 
Tonk Man because of outside interference. Honky Tonk Man just slapping Randy. The force used by the Honky Tonk Man physically hurt the lovely Elizabeth. She had some neck and arm problems, but she will be okay. As far as the psychological damage, well, that remains to be seen. Despite the pain, though, and what had to be a horrifying experience, Elizabeth managed to corral the only champion that wasn't in the ring. And that set up this historic moment. Wait a minute, Elizabeth is back! Elizabeth is coming back! What courage and what brilliance this lady has! What a presence of mind to bring help and help she has brought in the form of this man, the World Wrestling Federation champion! We just put this Man, your path and my path are gonna cross real soon, yeah. And to forgive and to forget, those are words that aren't in the Macho Man Randy Savage's dictionary. Oh no, not at all, yeah. What you did to me with the guitar over your head, yeah. Crashing down on top of me like a piano, yeah. I will never forget what you did, yeah. What you did to my manager, yeah. I will never forgive, no. I will never forgive what you did to Elizabeth. I will never forgive, yeah. Shoving her down like that and standing over her like the hot dog that you are. You will pay for that because I will never forgive you and you're in the exact middle of the danger zone. You know, you talk about forgiving, forgetting. I don't think Randy Savage knows the meaning of either one of those words and I wouldn't want to be the honky-tonk man moving forward. And as the show continues on, we head back to the ring, but this was a pleasant surprise. With Bobby Heenan back to ringside for a tag team match, rather than having Johnny V out here again, Gorilla Monsoon joined by the women's champion, the sensational Sherry, and she's looking good here, if I do say so. And we're off to the ring for the Heenan family. It's ravishing Rick Rude teaming with the mighty Hercules, accompanied to the ring by the brain, taking on the duo of Jim Evans and cowboy Scott Casey. And Rick Rude rocking his original stripper music to the ring here this week. This is the original version he used before the more well-known version, which is normally edited out of everything on the WWE Network. Pain in my ass. As on commentary, Sensational Sherry, she finds Rick Rude very attractive. She's even into the Mighty Hercules as well. And you know, I started thinking as Sherry put over Rick Rude and his body here, Medusa, she worked great with Rick Rude in WCW. So why not Sherry? Imagine if Rick Rude had stayed in the WWF there in 1990 and then Savage lost Sherry at WrestleMania 7? Rick Root takes her on as his new valet. Or, sorry, Sherry, manager. That would have been an awesome twosome. No offense to Manny Fernandez. And before the match can get started, Rick Root asking for the disgusting dairy farmers here in Green Bay to shut their mouths while the ladies can dwell on the thought of his simply ravishing body. And as the match gets going, Sherry on commentary naturally going to put herself over while she runs down the fabulous Moolah, as it is now Moolah who has to prove herself at the Survivor Series. And through an insert promo here from Bobby Heenan, as well as Sherry on commentary, both attribute Rick Rude as the sole reason that the divorce rate went up 17% in the past six months here in 1987. I wrote, Jesus, that's a hell of a lot of percent. In six months, what was going on in the 1980s? Besides cocaine. And the tag action gets going here. Hercules with a big press slam and a nasty clothesline taking Evans down to the mat as a huge weasel chant breaks out. And then Rick Rude now in the ring going to apply the body breaker on Evans, getting the submission win for the Heenan family 
three minutes and 17 seconds. And I wrote, well, Sherry, she wasn't very good on commentary here, but I still like the fact that they're trying to get her on TV whenever they can. As we close out this edition of Challenge, got one more promo lined up for you here this week. Mean Gene Oakland standing by conducting an interview with the manager, Oliver Humberdink, and Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff. All right, just to refresh some memories, it was not that long ago in front of an international television audience, actually, that Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff fired Bobby the Brain Heenan, his longtime manager, not for the first, but for the second time, and hired this man publicly, Oliver Humperdinck, come on in. It seems like just a few short weeks ago, but man, has a lot happened since that time. And after taking a look a couple of weeks back at Saturday night's main event, it is very apparent to me that as far as Mr. Wonderful is concerned, Bobby Heenan and virtually every member of his family has got him down as a marked man. That's exactly right, Mean Gene. You're a stupid man, Bobby Heenan. You're a weasel and you're a very, very stupid individual because now everybody knows what you're out to do. You're not out to win matches anymore. You're out to eliminate people. You sent the two big guns down, King Kong Bundy and Andre the Giant, to try to get the job done on Mr. Wonderful. Well, brother man, it didn't work. And what we're talking about now is survival. Survival series, brother. I've got the team. I've got the members of the team, the greatest team. And on Thanksgiving Day, it's going to all come our way, Mean Gene. It's going to come our way. We're going to get retribution on the Heenan family. All right, actually, it's going to be on Thanksgiving night in suburban Cleveland, Ohio, at the Richfield Coliseum. They're calling it, we are calling it the Survivor Series. And here is an opportunity for revenge, if you will, Paul Orndorff, for reciprocity. Reciprocity. A lot of people out there may really not know what that means, but I'm going to try to explain it to them. It means getting even is what it means. Absolutely. It means an eye for an eye. It means an elbow for an arm. It means whatever you want to call it, as long as you get even is what it amounts to. And Bobby Heenan, what you tried to do to me right on national TV was very obvious to everybody. Very obvious. You tried to put me out. Eliminate you. Put me out of what makes me a living. What puts bread and butter on my table for my family. And I don't mind telling you, for as long as I've been in professional wrestling, I've never had to stoop that low. You sent two of the biggest men, mouses, backstabbers that there ever was in professional wrestling after me to put me out. And it wasn't good enough. Oh. You see that the difference is my mother said if you ever want anything in life go for it at any cause and that's exactly where I'm at right now Mean Gene I'm going for it right now and Bobby Heenan you bring the Bundys you bring the, the, the Andres the Roods you name it because when it's all over and done with I'm coming after Bobby Heenan well, folks, that wraps it up. so talks of the Heenan family having Paul Orndorff and Bam Bam Bigelow as marked men Bundy and Andre, they tried to finish Wonderful off at Saturday night's main event, but to no avail. And Survivor Series guys right around the corner. Then from there, they talk reciprocity, which they say means getting even. Well, there was no Google back in 1987, but there is here in 2023. And according to the dictionary, the actual definition of reciprocity is the practice of exchanging things with others for mutual benefit. So, no, reciprocity does not mean revenge. See, we learn things here on The Grenade. As we roll on one more TV program here to talk this week, 
on the show. It's another edition of Primetime Wrestling, this time for October the 22nd, hosted once again by Bobby Heenan, Gorilla Monsoon, still on Thursday nights, though Bobby Heenan beginning to complain about the move, even though he was the one that initiated the move from Monday to Thursday, storyline-wise anyway. And we already heard a few sound bites here from Gorilla and Bobby this week. Got a few more here lined up for this edition of Primetime. And we kick things off. We're coming out of a Primetime exclusive match, which kicks off the show. It sees Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff defeat the Mighty Hercules on a disqualification. Match went about six and a half minutes. Orndorff leveling Hercules with his pile driver finisher. But before he could secure the win, ravishing Rick Rudot to attack Mr. Wonderful, causing the DQ. Now, Orndorff going to score that victory on a disqualification, but it looked like he had the pinfall there. And the heel's going to do a two-on-one beatdown here. Hercules and Ravishing One take out Paul Orndorff, pitching him to the floor. But Orndorff going to retrieve the scepter from his manager, Oliver Humperdinck, and chase the heels off. Mr. Wonderful calling Rick Rude to get back in the ring to no avail here this week. But Orndorff won the battle, and even though Rick Rude really given it to him, Orndorff seems to be winning the war at this point as well at least on TV. And so here we go with our first soundbite here from primetime this week. It's the fallout. We come back to the studio after that matchup involving Mr. Wonderful and the mighty Hercules. Anytime that you're around, you can bet that something not kosher is going to go down brain. What happened? What happened? I'll tell you exactly what happened. I jumped up on that apron to get the referee's attention, who was doing quite an inferior. What business do you have jumping up on the apron? What business do I have? I have an investment in that man. I put money out for him. He's what, an investment for me. What are you doing down there with Ravishing Rick to begin with? First of all, our family sticks together. When I jumped up on that apron just to tell that incompetent official what a lousy job he was doing, Orndorff came and struck me. I never struck him. I never tripped him. I never passed something to him. I never hit him with a chair. I didn't do anything. You mean on that particular I just, occasion I just jumped you didn't up do anything? on of those the apron, things. a neutral part of the ring. I jumped up on the apron, and he struck me. Well, Mr. Wonderful asked for an impossibility at the end. <sighs> For you to come up and face him or you, any of your men. Did you, you see, guys don't operate that way. Did you see the easy time? Forget about mm-hmm. it. And there was Bobby Heenan explaining away the entire Rick Root attack, everything, once again to perfection. The great explainer, Bobby Heenan. And as primetime rolls on, Mean Gene Oakland standing by for a very special interview this week, as he has with him the macho man, Randy Savage. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think the entire world now is aware of what happened on Saturday night's main event. There was a collision of two of the great ones of the World Wrestling Federation. The way Hockey Talk Man Intercontinental Champ conducted himself. Here is a man, Macho Man Randy Savage, come on in. Here is a man who can forgive, but how in the world can you forget? Not forget, no way! No way, yeah, no way. When I shook hands with the big man with the world's biggest pythons, I felt an unbelievable mega power come over the macho man Randy Savage, and suddenly, no reckless abandon, suddenly I had direction, yeah. Uh-huh, Elizabeth opening the eyes of the macho man Randy Savage. Me and Gene Oakland, yeah, I can hear the echoes in my mind. And I don't forget those, yeah. Let me, let me point out in the Survivor Series in suburban Cleveland at the Richfield Coliseum, you're going to be part of that, that Survivor Series in a 10-man elimination. As a matter of fact, you're going to be captaining a team 
Also opposing you, the honky-tonk man. He will captain Outlaw Ron Bass, the King Harley Race, Danny Davis, and the Mighty Hercules. What about your team? The Survivor Series honky-tonk man you kicked in at the wrong time because I am the one that is going to lead Macho Madness down that aisle. Oh, yeah. And Elizabeth, yeah, in the shadows of the past, yeah, she's going to go down to the ring on Thanksgiving night, and nobody will lay a hand on her. Did you hear that honky-tonk, man? I'm talking to you, man. You found yourself in the middle of the danger zone, and people like you. Yeah, your tech team, yeah, you're all there. And it's me and mine versus you and yours, and that's prime time. Dig it. All right, I thank you, Macho Man, Captain the Survivor team. Series. And the Survivor Series on Thanksgiving night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern in Cleveland, Ohio at the Richfield Coliseum. And Macho talks Saturday night's main event. He says he forgives, but he can't forget. I doubt he can forgive either. A little talk there of the Mega Powers and Survivor Series. Right around the corner, we learn Honky Talk Man's team once again, but Macho doesn't seem to know his team. Gene prompting him a couple of times, Savage, to announce his team, but it's just Team Macho at this point, at least according to the Macho Man. And then we hear Girls in Cars playing us out, which is perfect timing, because speaking of Girls in Cars, up next is the music video by Robbie Dupree as Bobby Heenan comments on Girls in Cars. Pile driver, indeed, a hot item here in the World Wrestling Federation and a hot item in the business uh, of music in general. And we promised everybody last week that we were going to take a look at one of the real hot video cuts, and that is Girls in Cars with Strike Force. <sighs> what do you mean? What does that mean? Girls in Cars. Well, Bamba and Lucky Pierre, what are they riding in, a 57 well, you, Chevy? How about uh, Bobby Dupree? You forgot about him? He's... I never cared for him much. I never liked him when he used to wrestle under the name. Everybody. So let's Haystack just go to the Muldoon. video. Run it, please. Boy, that, that, that's going to be bigger than Steal Away, I guarantee you. You know, they uh, took a lot of work to make that video. My, uh, Sant uh, Santana and Martel barely made it there for that. What do you mean they barely made well, it? Well, Martel's from Canada and Santana's from Mexico, and Martel went out to get two gallons of antifreeze, and Santana went out to find one of those dogs that lights up with the head oh, for the back of the why car. Don't you they were late coming. Why don't you be serious? Well, you're just yeah. envious because none of your none of your people were none of your horrendous. We weren't available. You weren't available. They didn't want to come up with enough scratch. They got these ham and eggs for now. Talk about hot issues. We're going to talk about. There was the brain on girls in cars. He talks La Bamba and Lucky Pierre. Even had a fun quip there. It says Robbie Dupree used to wrestle. Didn't care for him as Haystacks Muldoon. I wrote LOL, uh, Haystacks Muldoon, for those who don't know, was Jack Pfeffer's answer to Haystacks Calhoun. Talk about a random name drop there by Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon pondering. Perhaps Heenan just jealous that his Heenan family members didn't get a cut on the Piledriver album. It's possible. And speaking of the duo, they have a conversation up next on the new tag team partner of one Nikolai Volkov, a man by the name of Boris Zukov. They talk the shape of his head. And that's going to lead us in to a Killer Bees promo. What do you know about Nikolai's new partner? Boris Zukov. Right. Besides, he's got a 
he's got cranium a, that looks like a Cro-Magnon man. He's got one of the biggest head. He's got a head like a Buick. How many old Buick Roadmasters? It's as big as his head. Let's take like a look at Nikolai a, against Billy Jack Hayes. Let's go to the garden. All right, I thank you, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Paint. Bobby the Brain Heenan. Where did I ever think the paint? By the way, Gorilla, you might be interested in knowing I personally spent time with Miss Betty just this past week. Whatever Bobby Heenan tells you about her, don't believe a word of it. Now, let's talk Survivor Series. Just outside of Cleveland, Ohio, at the Richfield Coliseum, on Thanksgiving, November the 26th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, you can see it exclusively on pay-per-view. I don't care where you are, crank it up with your local cable system, give them a call, because they can make arrangements right now so you and your entire family or friends can see the Survivor Series. Be Brian Blair, jumping Jim Brunzel, come on in. Guys, you're going to be involved. As a matter of fact, you're two out of 50 superstars that will be involved in the Survivor Series. It's going to be a elimination tag team matchup, and Jimmy, there are going to be 20 men at all involved Oof. in this extravaganza. You're talking about the greatest talent in professional wrestling today and you're talking about the Survivor Series. Everybody's talking about it, Gene. And you're talking about sacrifice. Brian and I know a lot about sacrifice, don't we? And survival. Oh, All right. Uh, B. Brian Blair, you've got the premier tag teams of the World Wrestling Federation competing in this event. We sure do, Mean Gene, and you know this is history in the making, you know, and hopefully it won't come down like the Alamo. Hopefully it won't come down like Custard's last stand, you know, but it sure could. It could be five on one. It could be three on two. Who knows? Only you'll know we'll be there, Mean Gene. I know you'll be there. I know Gorilla's going to be there, and the whole world's going to be watching, and we're going to be ready to do one thing, Mean Gene. That's to support our team and to make sure that our team comes out victorious. I like that. The enthusiasm has got to be worth an absolute ton of fortune. There are going to be 10 teams involved in the tag team elimination on Thanksgiving night just outside of Cleveland. Don't miss it. So they talk Nikolai's new partner, Boris Zukov. Did you catch the size of that cranium? Has a head like a Buick. And then from there, the Killer Beast talking the Survivor Series as they say it's all about sacrifice and survival. Well, based on the results of the Survivor Series, I'd have to think the bees know what they're talking about. And then one more soundbite here this week on Primetime. Coming out of a British Bulldogs versus New Dream Team matchup, Bobby Heenan has a comment on Matilda and the lovely Miss Elizabeth. Listen to this. Double disqualification in Toronto's Maple Leaf Gardens. Not a whole lot resolved in that, but you can bet. You can go to the bank, Brain, and bet that Matilda will be at ringside in the Survivor Series. So Elizabeth. They're going to let all kinds of things so wander, or wander around there, including you. Elizabeth will be there. What's another mutt? How do weasels and bulldogs get along? Any? I wouldn't know. Oh, I've never uh, been near a weasel or around a <laughs> weasel know anything about weasels. I guess not. I don't even know what a bulldog would do would with do. a weasel. Probably uh, bite him. Gorilla Monsoon says there's no doubt in his mind Matilda will be at the Survivor Series pay-per-view, and so will the lovely Elizabeth. As Bobby Heenan with another quip here this week may regret this one, he says, Big deal, Matilda, Elizabeth, what's another mutt? I wrote, wow, Bobby. And we already talked the Orndorff Hercules primetime exclusive, but another primetime exclusive here this week as well, taped October 6th at the Mecca in Milwaukee. It's Tito Santana with partner Rick Martell in his corner, battling Haku, who had Tama and Bobby Heenan in his corner, both sides battling to a double DQ in about seven minutes when Tama and Rick Martell both interfering on behalf of their tag team partners. 
And then after the bout, it's Strikeforce clearing the ring of the Islanders. Now that matchup did air on primetime, also part of the Best of the WWF Volume 15 Coliseum video. And most of the show this week, as you might expect by this point, primetime wrestling, a hard sell for the Survivor Series. Gorilla Monsoon talking the matchups, even going so far as to rip the Honky Tonk Man's team, referring to it as weak in so many words. I have to agree. And Junkyard Dog, as of this point, still a part of Team Macho Man, for now anyway. Also on this edition of Primetime, they were playing up pretty big that the captains get to pick who start the matches, as the Survivor Series will be aired on more than 400 cable systems nationwide. And that'll wrap up another two weeks here of the World Wrestling Federation, October 1987. Two more weeks of the month of October still to come next week on episode 99 of The Grenade. Getting oh so close to number 100. More announcements on that next week here on the show. But Strike Force and the Islanders rage on, as does Mr. Wonderful and Ravishing Rick Rude. Ken Patera returning from injury. Andre the Giant returning to action at the Survivor Series. So many things going on right now, including... Yes, the formation of the Mega Powers. We're going to talk about all of that and more as we continue to grow closer to the 1987 WWF Survivor Series. And I just want to remind you guys, you can listen to every episode, every back episode of The Grenade, Monday Warfare, Regional Wrestling is more as part of WrestleCopia.com. That's WrestleCopia.com. And anywhere your podcast streaming needs are met, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Wrestling Grenade. That's at R-A-S-S-L-I-N Grenade. Also, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Grenade. Subscribe to YouTube.com slash Wrestling Grenade. And of course, last but not least, would greatly appreciate your continued support. If you guys could, that $5 all-access tier gets you all sorts of gifts for just $5. There's no subscription. You can cancel any time, but I think you guys are going to like all of the content that I offer over at Patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. That address again, Patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. We're talking book-like show notes for three of the podcasts here on the WrestleCopia brand, early access to many of the podcasts, digital downloads, Patreon-exclusive watch-along podcasts, and so much more. So give it a try once again, Patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. Just $5. And with all of that out of the way, guys, going to be back next week. Episode 99 of The Grenade right around the corner. I can't wait. Going to close out the month of October here in 1987. Getting down to the nitty gritty, as Gorilla Monsoon would say. Only two months left at that point here in the 1987 project. Where are we headed next? You'll have to wait and see. I've got plans, guys. I've got plans. But for now, this is Ray Russell saying, from pillar to post and coast to coast. You pull the pin, and I'll pick up the pieces right here on the Wrestling Memory Grenade. See you next week. Don't miss it. Be there!